Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is El Nino Podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. That's my bad. I, I didn't hit the button right. You know, Real Everyday People, baby, we make mistakes. <laughs> But I hope everybody had a safe and a humble uh, uh, weekend. You know, the, the the weather's beautiful out there. Go soak up some of the sun, get some of that negative energy from you. Uh, me and my lady, we've been going, taking walks by the river, man. You know, go go get in tune with Mother Nature. Go by that water, you know, let it cleanse your spirit a little bit. Go soak up some of that sun, get re-energized. You know, I know everybody's feeling ambitious and feeling good about things. So, you know, everybody keep your head up out there, man. You know, I want to send, you know, my prayers to, to the brother Michael Kenny, man. He was just... He was just murdered a couple of days ago in front of his son. Unfortunate situation for everybody involved. So, you know, my prayers go out to all his loved ones and his family from the 24 block. So, um, you know, today we got a special guest, man. He's, you know, this is my nephew. This is my little hello, brother. Hello, hello. You know, this is family. Uh, this is my man, Sergio Zamora. How y'all doing? How y'all doing today, man? Yep. So, you having me. So, um, you know... So for season two, we wanted to kind of bring a different kind of swag, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, our guests and the topics and conversations and the stories that we're having. And, you know, I wanted to bring, you know, a younger generation in to be able to give us some insight on some things. Yeah. You know, he's a brilliant young brother. He got mad hustle. He got mad swag. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of people that... um you know, got a lot of love and respect for. I've been to a couple places with him, and people are like, "Oh man, you're old boy, you're old boy," and I think that's great, you know. But um, you know, I I think I have more of a special interest in it just because uh, you know, we have a long line of connection. You know what I'm saying? And, and we do, yeah, we really no doubt do. about it. And uh, you know, it's it's an honor to be able to have you here, man. And um, share my story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And then you grew up with my sons. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? My sons, Victor and Emilio. I love you guys, man. And, you know, like I said, man, dad's always waiting on you guys, man. Whenever yeah. you guys are ready, man, yeah. you know. But um, so without without any further ado, man, I want to I wanna let uh, Sergio go ahead and tell you a little bit about himself, who he is, where he's from, and all that good stuff. So tell us where you're from, man. Where were you born? Well, I'm, I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, lived in River Rouge all my life. I uh, I pretty much all my life I've been back and forth between different areas, urban, uh, suburban areas. You know the hood, back and forth. So I got to see sides of of both encounters of both lifestyles. So for me, I, I have a big story to share about what I what I had to encounter growing up on both sides and seeing the struggle from both ends and not just you know one. So um, I went to I went to River Rouge schools mostly all my life. I attended uh, Ann Visiger uh, Elementary. I um, make sure you look at the camera. Oh yeah, man. I pretty much uh, I pretty much um, had like I was in a single household all my life for until I turned about like ten or eleven years old. Um, throughout my life, I uh, when you say single household. You were raised by a single parent, or yeah, I was okay. raised by my mother, uh, by my mother uh, most of the time growing up. Um, growing up was really, uh, it was weird for me because growing up, I've always had uh, what you would call a father figure in my life. 
So like I never really like at that time in my life I never really cared about a father like a father because at that time my father figure was my great grandfather. Okay. So All right. my great grandfather was really big in my life, you know, at that point in time. So So you did have a male figure that was in your life even though that you weren't at that time at that age you weren't raised with your dad with at that time, dad. but you did have a male figure there. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. he was yeah, he was really a big part of my life and um I gave him a a lot of gratitude, you know, throughout my entire until he died, you know, he passed away just uh, 2 years ago. So is this your grandfather on your mother's side or your father's side? It's on my mother's side. Okay, so, so tell us a little bit about your parents and where they're from. Like, we could start with your mother and then tell us a little bit about your father. Okay, okay, so um, my mom, born and raised in, in River Rouge her whole life. She's always been she's always been in the hood. She's always been somebody who, who loves being out there. She's always been a person who, who always, for me, she's always been the person I go to whenever I'm in the biggest need of my life. My mother is the greatest person in my life, and... It's everybody out there. Your mother should be the biggest person in your life because you're only gonna you only get one mother out there, and and I'm telling you, it's 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 rough right now. So respect your mothers, respect your parents. I tell you that. But my mom, um, she uh, she had me when she was 20 years old, and she at that time she was doing a lot in her life. You know, it's growing up in 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 that environment and and everybody around you. It's just into different things. It's just, you know, you're into so much stuff that you just gotta you gotta play it by your do like how you do. So where's your mom from? My mom's from Rouge. My mom's She's from, from Rouge. River. Yep. Riverside, okay. Riverside. Yup, yup. She always claims it, yup. So my mom, um, when I was born, I got a little story to tell. I always share this story because you know, it's, it's my mom always loves telling me it. When I was born, I had before actually before I was born, I uh I pretty much had this uh fluid in my lungs and it was keeping me from pretty much being having a birth because you know if I was born I would have suffocated from uh, this having no oxygen you know this water in my lungs and she and the doctor at the time told her that she would have to go through this procedure ASAP within the next 20 minutes or I would have passed away I would have died within my mom's stomach and she got the procedure done and today I'm here so I always I always I always look back at that story and and say to myself, you know, I can I can do something. I'm here for a reason. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I look at that no doubt reason. about yep. it, man. Yeah. Yep. So um yeah, my mom is uh me and my mom throughout my life have had a um a great relationship, you know, until you know, until you reach puberty, but we'll get to that sooner you know, we'll get to that later because we're talking about my childhood now. Mm-hmm. So what about your father? Where's your father from? My father? Oh, he he he's he's from Rouge. He's for me. He's a Rouge, Detroit guy. He's from that's that's how I've always seen him. He's always been a Detroit guy, no matter Detroit what. Grew up over on Central with Edwards. Yeah, yeah, Detroit yeah, guy. Always wear boys and flows. You know what I mean? Yeah, you already know. My hey, guy. I used to be hanging with your dad in his hood, and then I bring him over to Rouge. He went crazy when he came to Rouge. He never wanted to go back. My dad has always and, and when me when my dad was uh when i was growing up i really didn't know uh, my dad like that you know what i mean i always wanted to know my dad because you know when i wa- when i was younger i would watch movies and stuff and see you know kids have dads you know you would see kids out having dads and i would be like damn you know like that's like a superhero to you know to a child so like for all my life i tried to gain i tried to gain that connection with my dad but you know when you got when you got parents 
and you got both sides in the equation, you always got one some somebody telling you one thing and somebody telling you the other. Mm-hmm. So like my perception on my dad when when all my life was always deteriorated by other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had to you know, throughout my all my life I had to figure out my dad on my own instead of having other people do it for me. Mm-hmm. So my dad, he he's always been um to me, he's always been my superhero, but I, I had to I had to over time, you know, he had grow to become, into it. grow into you it. Yeah, grow into it. Yeah, you know? so, relationships are built, man. They don't just happen overnight, you yep, know. You're right, you're right. So and then the great thing is that you start to discover so much about yourself. The more you get to know your dad, you start to discover so much about yourself and why, you know, your thoughts, your emotions, some of yeah, your actions, sure. your mannerisms, your posture is like, you know, there's a lot of things that are genetics, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and you know, same with your mother, you know, you're like, damn, I can see myself in both of them, you know, and. And then, you know, with that, you get to see what you like and what you don't like about yourself. And then you can look at your parents to see where it came from and yep, how you can work on changing. Yep, the genetics things. is a crazy thing because we're all connect. We're connected through our parents and our ancestors. So that's where we mm-hmm. get some of the things we do from. Yep. I for sure say that. I know because I look in the mirror sometimes and I'll be like, damn, I look just, just like my mom or yeah. I'll make a certain look or something. I'll be like, damn, I look like my just, mom or my dad like, or something. I'll I always be like, be like, I got my dad's nose and my mom's my mom's face. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. Well, good thing you got your mom's face because your dad ain't a pretty dad. <laughs> That's my oh, dog, man. though. Man. Hey, but... um, That's crazy because, you know... You know, I introduce your your mother and your father to one another. Like I said, when I, I bridge that gap between Rouge and Southwest, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, all my family, they all from the neighborhood. You know, me and my mom, we moved out to Rouge yeah. and my brothers. And, uh, you know, so we I was able to blend, blend, the, uh, you know, the, the cultures yeah. together, man. My mom used to always say, that's Miss Nino. That's yeah. Miss Nino. I was always it. known for having a tamales <laughs> cook for the whole neighborhood, the whole block. The whole okay, yeah. If you're hungry, yep. or if you need some shelter, go sleep in the basement. There's a blanket and a pillow there for you. Yep. And um, well, back to my to my situation with you know mm-hmm. my parents. Really, my um, growing up, I never really like going back and forth. You know, from my my grand grandparents' house to my my grandma's house, my grandma Teresa, which is my my dad's mom, mm-hmm. and and you know going back and forth just from all these different you know families i got to learn so much different stuff and i always felt like i had just more than one parent like you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i always felt like all these different people raised me like throughout all my life so Mm -hmm. i give thanks to you know having the chance to at least you know see other people's way of raising children Mm -hmm. i guess yeah you would say yeah Yeah. you had something to compare it to you know So it, it gave me it gave me a chance to to see life differently, other than just having one perspective. Where did you feel more, most comfortable at? And when you were living out in the burbs, like where were you living at? Um. Well, when I was living out in the burbs with my great grandpa, it would be Woodhaven, and then okay. when uh when I was uh living with my grandma Teresa during the summer, it would be in Mount uh, Mount Clemens. I'm pretty sure like that. Okay. So, yeah, so I got to see like every single side and have friends on both sides. You know what I mean? That's dope. That's so dope. it was it was pretty good. And I would say, um, growing up, you know what I mean. My mom was my mom was always the person to to try and and get us get me to the point to where she didn't want me to be like other people. You know, mm-hmm. she she seen what you know the hood did to all her peers around her. You know, and and did mm-hmm. to and 
you know did to a lot of people too that she loved so she didn't want me to to take that lifestyle so she tried whatever she could to, she wanted to break that yeah, cycle with you yeah she tried yeah. whatever she could to get me to see the other side of the world you know what i mean mm-hmm. as much as she could even though she loved the hood you know what i mean that's where she grew up she'll never leave rude she loves it mm-hmm. you know there so i guess you know i she had to see it how she did yeah and how do you feel about growing up in rouge like what was it like for you going to school um I'll be honest. I, I I'll be honest. I was as a kid. I was scared because, well, as a kid, I was scared because um, I had a situation in third grade. A personal story, but I'll tell it on the podcast anyway because my great grandpa isn't here. He'll he'll you know he wouldn't care. Um, I had a situation in uh, my elementary school. I was in third grade. I had um, my great grandpa used to bring me to school every day. He used to bring me McDonald's. You know, he used to make sure I was good. We used to play football with the kids outside school. Everything was good. Like living in Rouge at that time, like everything was good for me. I had friends mm-hmm. riding bikes every day. One day at school, he takes me to school and um, he drops me off, and I go upstairs to my classroom and I'm sitting in class. I'm in third grade. I remember this like yesterday. Um, this girl comes and tells me like, "Yeah, your grandpa was hitting on kids in the hallway." And I'm like, what? And I call, and I, and they, you know, the principal, they call my, uh, they call the teacher and they're like, send them down to the office and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, like, what's going on? Dang. You know what I mean? So I go down there and they got my grandpa in handcuffs or behind Dang. the desk. They got all these parents talking shit to him and all this different stuff. And they were saying that, uh, they let him go, but they were saying that he was walking through like a hallway and there was like, a hundred kids in this hallway. If you if you know Rouge, you've been to Invisigo, you know you, there's a big hallway where all these mm-hmm. kids stand on. And he was walking through there and he was pushing these kids. He was pushing put, like they say he was pushing these kids yeah. like out the way because they were they wouldn't move. Yeah. And these kids started squaring up with them. Dang. Like like he was trying to tell them like get out the way, like you know, I'm trying to get home and like trying to Little get out. Rascals, of they was trying to get on yeah, grandpa's trying, ass, huh? Yeah, they, they was trying to square up with them, so he was just, he was trying to walk away and, you know, they were trying to just keep encountering, you know, they just kind of keep pushing him and stuff. But mm-hmm. thankfully the cops seen, you know, it was his side of the story. So they let him go. And after that, I had kids coming up to me saying they were going to jump me. They were going to be my Dang. ass after school, all this different shit. So my mom pulled me out because she had parents threatening her and shit like that from wow. the neighborhood. Dang. So... I'm, I I left Rouge and, and and at that point in time I was scared of that environment. Like I was scared mm-hmm. of you know because I didn't cause that. Like and that's I crazy because you can be traumatized by them experiences, especially threats, serious threats. Especially like that. when you're that age, yeah. you know what I mean, where you yeah. don't know nothing. And about. it's from somebody else's actions, not even your own, man. Yeah. So the, yeah, that 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 really affected me really bad. So I I had a when I when I transferred schools, I got the chance to to go to a school in Dearborn, which is ABT Academy, Advanced Business and Technology Academy. Mm-hmm. It's a great school. It's like a private school, kind of, but it's kind of like public at the same time. People from all hoods go there, east, west. So How'd you get so lucky to go there? My mom, at the time, she was working at the hospital. She was working in the neurology department. She was working there for a few, a long time, and she, you know, was able to get me into, uh, like, that oh, type okay. of school. That's so, cool. That's good. So, like... um I get in there and I see like you know different environments. For lunch, you eat halal because it's 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 Arabic. You know, it's all mm-hmm. Arabic school. So like for lunch, you can either have halal or regular lunch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that was like my my third to fifth grade years after that happened. You know, when I was in Rouge, I was mm-hmm. in Dearborn 
or Melvindale when I went to the middle school. You know, most Damn, of the you time. was all over the place. Yeah, you know, all kinds of schools. You must have had all kinds of friends. That's why. I'm, that's why. Like you know, I'm. I, I'm. I've been. I was able to connect with a bunch of people on like a bunch of stuff financially. You know, shoes wise. You know, all this different stuff. I was able to get into, later on in life. You, yeah. So you but, maintain like. Uh, con- connections with connections people. Yeah, with yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, I never... That's cool. I'm the type of person that never likes to lose connections that I had with people previously when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they say you grow out of people, I like to give them a call still and be like, hey, how you doing? You know, hope you're doing good, stuff like that. Yeah, so, I understand. So where were you at in, like, middle school, high school, things like that? Did you graduate? Yeah, I graduated. Where did you end up graduating? I ended up graduating from an adult academy, but... Uh, because during the time when I hit middle school, I was just I was just out of there. You know what I mean? Like I feel like at that time, I was just trying to be like I was just trying to be the kid that impressed. Like I said, impressed both sides. I, mean, I was going from one end to the other stick, one end to the other stick, just trying to gain more friends and more and more friends. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted to do was impress my friends or impress people. So I was just out there getting in fights, just. You know, just doing what you a regular, you know, badass kid would do in school, I would mm-hmm. say. You know? Who taught you about violence? Honestly. Do you remember, from, like, the first times, you know, that you ever seen violence or did people teach you violence or to fight for yourself or, you know. The first like time that. I ever, uh, the first time I ever encountered a, a violent situation mm-hmm. as a child was um, one time my, uh. My mom had a friend, her name, uh, her name, we're just going to call her, we're just going to call her Lena. We're going to call okay. her Lena for now, because uh, I don't want to get personal about this, because this is a, we know these people. And, um, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Real so, everyday people, you know. everyday people, but, yeah, she was getting into a situation in, um, at her crib, and, um, uh, with, like, I guess, uh, these other people that they were beefing with, you know, shit going on in the hood, regular shit, and me, they pull up. And hop out the car right in front of our house, talk like you know, talking about they were gonna you know, you know go you know go at it with them, go to their house, you know, do shit to them and shit like that. And and fucking, it was just a crazy situation for me as a child seeing shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People like instructing into violence, you know, going to that route. You know what I mean? I'm looking at movies like, oh, this you know, this is just movies. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm I was always the kid that was told like it's just movie. You know, it's not real life. Yeah. You know, I got to learn that real early. And so. then when you see it in real life, you know. Yeah, it's just like oh. Where shit. did you feel most comfortable at? Where you lived at? Like, what was like the most place where you felt like, you know, you you could be comfortable? Kind of you could identify with the most. Like, what My, co- what communities did you struggle with? You know. It was always different. Like I said, when. I, when I, when I came back to Rouge, I came back to Rouge after my eighth grade year because I got mm-hmm. expelled from my from my middle school. Okay. I would have stayed at my middle school. What did you get expelled for? Expelled. Oh, oh yeah, we, oh yeah, we could talk about that. So, um, I, I went to school. Like I said, I was a badass kid. I was always trying to try new shit, smoke weed, smoke cigarettes, just do dumb shit like all the time. Do everything you ain't supposed yeah, to. Yeah, everything I'm not supposed to be doing, I was doing it. I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. So. I'm at school and you know I'm hanging out with the high schoolers because in mid in this school you can go you're going from sixth to twelfth grade it goes straight sixth to twelfth grade so you're in the school with the high schoolers a bunch of different people and um, I end up taking I end up meeting this high schooler he gives me these Newports you know cigarettes so I'm like all right I'm about to take him to school but I'm not about to smoke him until like after something but then I'm like wait a minute my mom's gonna know like I'm not about to take these bitches home mm-hmm. so like I'm like all right I'm about to go. I, 
I'm about to go to the bathroom and try and smoke them. Mm-hmm. So I go in school. I go to the, I go to the little middle. I go into the bathroom with my man. He comes in there. He's like, hey. I was like, hey, I got a cigarette. You want to hit this bitch? So we're hitting this bitch in the bathroom. <laughs> Back and forth. We throw it out in the toilet. I, I flush everything. I get rid of the cigarettes. Like, I fully. Like, I have no more cigarettes on me. Nothing like that. I just had the lighter. I walk out the bathroom. We all walk out the bathroom. All of a sudden, it's like a movie. I'm walking back to class. I see a, the coach walking. <laughs> going to the same bathroom that I just put the cigarettes out in. <laughs> so he goes in the bathroom. I'm in this class. I'm in the class. Not even 30 minutes later, Sergio Zamora come to the principal's office. He was out of there. Out of there. I'm like, oh, shit, Come I already know issue. what's going on. You know what I mean? I already know what's going to go on here. So I get to the office, and this is like, this is what, this, a new principal just had came to the school. So you already know when a new principal comes, she's trying, who he or she is trying to make an example out of people, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, that are doing bad or in, in, uh, not doing what they're supposed to. So I'm in the office, and she's like, yeah, you know what you just did? She was like, you just made us call the police, and now we're about to have the whole school searched. Dang, so, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so they called the police, had the whole school searched, brought the dogs and everything. For some tobacco? For some tobacco. For Man, me, that's crazy. For some tobacco, because they were like, oh, okay, if people bring a tobacco and this shit to school and no one getting caught for it, like, what else could these be? You know, yeah. I guess they'd be doing so. And it's a private, it's like damn near a private school at that time. Oh, so it's okay, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Things are a little bit more spiritual. Yeah. I can't see them doing it in that yeah, no public school. Yeah, yeah. So things Everybody a little bit more. was brawling. We were scrapping. We yeah, was doing everything yeah, yeah. up in school back then. So Blowing, making sales, all kinds <laughs> of shit. So, so what ends up happening is uh, we're, I'm sitting in the office. Me and my man, you know, we got caught up. We're fucked. All of a sudden, they bring in seven people into the office. They catch up people with weed. Fake weed, like the tr- they were bringing trimmings to school, selling it at that time. You know, having the little kids, like the fifth grader, sixth That's grader, just down the weed trimmings and shit like that. So they, uh, they were like, all, everybody was looking at me like I was the fault, like I was the blame for everybody getting caught for their, yeah. you know, for what they brought. To you school. were, you were, yeah. So yeah, you at, brought all that attention. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and. They were like, oh, what about Tyrone? You see him do anything? You see him do anything? I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Like, I don't even talk to Tyrone. He out there laughing out in the hallway. Mm-hmm. They oh, they go and get him, catch him up. They say, oh, yeah, go and catch his locker. Got some weed on him. They trying to say they trying to say that I told on him or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there just minding my own damn business. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be like that sometimes, man. Shit, I remember the first time I ever... I was young, and I started smoking, man. And, uh, man, the neighbor done told on me. I didn't even know all about it. I came home from school happy as hell. My mom on the porch. I'm like, hey, mom, how you doing? Mom punched the shit out of me. <laughs> She said, you want to smoke cigarettes? I said, Lord, somebody told on me. No, no, she did that to me. No. I said, golly, man. I get home. Well, my mom gets called. smoked a cigarette. My mom gets called, and I'm telling you, when I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there ready to bust out crying in the office. I'm not doing it, though. I'm trying to play tough. I'm trying to play like it's cool still. We get outside. She smacks the shit out of me in the back of the neck. Starts pushing me and everything. Yeah, good ass. They, they told me that I could come back in ten days. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm gonna come back in ten days. I'm gonna be back right on my shit. Mm-hmm. I come back in ten days. They tell my mom he cannot come back to this school. Mm-hmm. Crazy part is, I'm the only kid that couldn't come back to the school. 
Out of all of them. Out of every single person that got suspended came back to the school. You know what's crazy, though, bro? And and I can relate to that because I used to get suspended in Rouge all the time to the point where I'm like, I don't even know why I go to school. I would come back to school after a 10-day suspension, and the day I get back, they'll suspend me again. i say, man, why am I even here? And I was only in ninth grade. i say, you know what, man? I'm straight on that. So... You know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I was a hell raiser when I was young. You know, I was in the gangs. I was smoking weed, selling weed, fighting, all that. So I guess, you know, they didn't want a, a bad apple to right. ruin everybody else. So, so I could see it. You know now, what I'm saying? Now, I get to 10th grade and my mom is like, I do not know what to do with this kid at this point. So this is what she does. She sends me to a military base. Got your ass out, together. Out in, out in Missouri. Got your ass together. Salute. Yes, sir. No, sir. And with my <laughs> uncle. So that whole two weeks, I'm on a military base having to work out every day, mm-hmm. having to listen to my uncle talk to troops, having to have him, you know, because my uncle was a captain. He was a you're chief going to learn today, huh? Yeah, you're going to learn today. So I, all through there, I learned discipline, some discipline, you know what I mean, just yep. from being there in a sense. But it still took time even after I was there. Yeah. I was still getting... Because once you learn it, you still have to learn how to apply it. it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So- I want to say thank you for everybody that's tuned in, that has been tuning in, and who will be tuning in. I'm going to thank you in advance. Appreciate you. And I'm asking all my family, friends, and loved ones, please continue to share and subscribe for me every week. I'm trying to get there, y'all. I need your help. I need your support. I'm trying to make it happen. So I definitely appreciate that. I want to send a big shout out to my my dog, Mark Johnson. Welcome home. Happy to see you. Jerry Steele, good to talk to you. Have welcome home to you as well, brother. And a uh, big shout out to, to Kaylee and 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 little little grandbaby, the grandson, uh little Kingston. You know, he in there, he fighting, he doing good, and uh we can't wait to have you home. Um, big shout out to Lit, Lit Entertainment. They doing their thing, taking care of their business. L.A. Landscaping. My man Jimmy the Barber, B.Y. at Legendary Barber Lounge. Jose Rivera, the whole neighborhood. Southwest, River Rouge, E-Course, Lincoln Park. We everywhere. Chicago, wherever you at, we right there with you. So let's get back to my man Sergio, man. One more shout out to Evelina Destiny. She's coming here Friday. What? Evelina Destiny. Well, we're going to welcome you to the Lit, Lit Entertainment Studios, you know, and uh, this, this is where we make things happen. So um, before we went to the uh, to the break, we were talking about how you had went to uh, went to the military school, yeah. started learning a little bit of discipline. Um, how, so how did how have you learned to apply that to your life today? Some of the lessons that you learned from there. And the reason I asked you is because I've been to boot camp before. You know what I'm saying? I went for like six months. And it was one of the best experiences I had. It taught me, like you said, discipline, strengths, focus, like all that. I, I got so in tune with myself at a young age, 15, 16 years old. And even to this day, you know, it's still I still apply what I learned from that. One of the things that I've heard all my life was that Think before you talk or think before you make a decision. Like, really think about it. And that was in when I was in when I was out in Missouri for two weeks at that military um, base, I got to experience what what it was like for people that have to stay focused at their all time high to be on 100 percent and going out of that experience and taking it with my life it still took me years to even think it, it took me years to even process on how to think before i made a decision and 
one thing that I could always say is, is that if you really got to thoroughly think about it, just don't talk and make sure you understand what is being said so that you can go on and, and take it with you. Listen, I didn't grow up in military school, but when I used to go see my grandma and grandpa, boy, they was like military school. Every time my grandpa would give me directions, he would make me repeat word for word <laughs> what he told me. And if I said, he said, no, I didn't say that. I said this, this, that. You know, or they'll send me to go look for something and I'll be like, ah, it's not there. They'll be like, did you look? Did you move anything? Did you move stuff out the way? I'll be like, no, you know, so I, I you know, I learned a lot of good things from that, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I learned a lot of discipline uh, from my great grandpa about how to like how to treat people. Like, don't walk in the door before a woman, you know, let the woman go first. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned a lot of things, you know, if don't walk into a house with your hat on, don't walk into an area with your hat on. Like, all these different stuff that a lot of people forgot about today, I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, he taught me, he got to teach me them old, you know, mannerisms. That's good. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, um, it makes a big difference, you know, on, on, on how you carry yourself and how people perceive you. Yeah. You know, mannerisms, please, thank you, excuse me, yeah. kindness, consideration, you know, holding the door for people. Like, you know, those are great, great moral practices, you know, that we have in our communities that make us rich, you know? Right. And that's what, what the found, that's part of the foundation of, of respect, love, community, caring, you know, all that type of good stuff. So, yeah. So I love that T-shirt you got on. What's that T-shirt about, man? Yeah, uh, it's a Pop Smoke V Long collab. Pop Smoke, stand up, yep, man. Let's show them in the camera, man. Got you right here. That's got the V Long shirt. Yeah, yep, V Long. That boy, sweet. It's it's not the it's not the original V Long. It's just the collab. You know what I mean? But it's still V Long. Still made by the same people. You know tell me, I mean? you got no bootleg. I know you don't wear no, bootleg, yeah, man. Yeah, Stop no, I never, no, I never. I, I know, never. man. I wear a two X, man. So whenever you see one for me, look out for you me. Know, you already know. I will. I will. No. They, I don't think they dropped two X. So I think it's only up to XL. See, that's discrimination against Chubby. You know what I'm saying? You know they just start. They just started dropping double XL and Supreme. That's crazy, man. Yup, they just started doing this. Well, that's good because we got a lot of two X people in this world. You know, especially you know we we got Fanta's on us. You know. <laughs> yeah. So um, and, and and let's check out the the the. the the, the kicks kick. he got on. Let me see. Put them on the camera. Yeah, Let's do a shoe you. cam on. I got you. Got you. Look at he always yeah, got. Know. He always killing them. Got both cameras. Oh, right here. Both. Both. Woo! And he you killing know, them with the V long shirt. Okay, you know, then. Everything got a match. Hell yeah! I wear nine and a half. Hell no, no. You be sweet, man. Yeah, you like guys. That. Um. So, if people didn't know who was watching this, or if you don't know, um, I do sneaker selling. Uh, with my dad, with my family, with you know all my people that help me, and um, right now it's it's at a big point to where everybody should get into it. So if you if you're thinking about selling shoes, if you at least got five hundred dollars to your name, because that's all it took me was five hundred dollars, you can come up off of that and, and believe in yourself. Because I'm I promise you, my five hundred turned into two thousand off of two pairs of shoes, and that it made. That made where I am today. That literally took me where I am today. What was the first two pair of shoes you bought? The first two pairs of shoes that came that gave me my come up were the Union Jordan ones. I got the blue pair and the and the black pair. Dang. And at the time, they were both going for six hundred a pair. Well, mm. they were going for one hundred ninety a retail, one hundred ninety yeah. a pair retail. 
but they were both going for resale wise 700 to 600 a pair so Dang. it brought me at the time when i sold them it brought me almost you know 1400 profit so yeah. when i made that profit and what came up to 2000 i was able to use that money and utilize it to invest more into getting to the sneaker game more than i did at that point in time who got you into the sneaker game myself okay i was always i am in my life now people people can take this as you know because everybody says this every millionaire billionaire big financial person always says this if you have a dream about something you should go and try and chase it as much as you can and when i was 17 years old i had a dream that i was pulling up in school with crispy shoes and money and, <laughs> and just having it at such a young age. And mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. Like I wanted to be the crispy, the fat. I loved fashion because my mom was always into fashion mm-hmm. all her life and she taught me fashion. So I always just wanted to get into that real heavy. So one day I'm sitting and I'm, I'm, I have money to invest at this time. You know, I was, I was able, at this time I had like probably about 1500 to my name. And my grandma was like, you should open a bank account, you know what I mean? And tr- and you should, you know, try and start your life, you know, and do everything right. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. So I go to the bank and I tell them like, yeah, I'm going to start my bank account for sneaker selling. I put $200 in, $220 to be exact. Mm-hmm. There's a shoe that came out called the Travis Scott 4s. They're the mm-hmm. ones that I have on right now, mm-hmm. to be exact. And these were the first pair of exclusive shoes I ever touched. Dang, for real. In, in 2018. It's still crispy, too, perfect to this day. 2018 was the, the first pair of shoes that changed my perspective on the sneaker game. And it okay. made me want to get into it more. I, I, you, you got your dad into it. You yeah, hear me? No, I, I got your dad got into people. it. He I just got... like, he looked at him or you taught him, you gave him the game. It was a hustle. I would... The thing is, he buy all his shoes and wear them so, all. He don't sell none of them. So I don't know how the hell he make money. So, so the thing is, is like... Hey man, I wear nine and a half, man. <laughs> the thing is, is if you if you want to get into sneaker selling or merchandise selling, clothing, it could be whatever. If you <laughs> stocks, crypto, whatever you think about doing, make sure you study it with the fullest amount. Because I'm not gonna lie, I've gotten into things that I didn't really know much about that I took losses from, such as you know mm. cryptocurrency. You know what's cryptocurrency? Are, is that like the Bitcoin? Cri- thing? Yeah, Bitcoin. You know all these different altcoins. You know different stuff. It's the next wave of currency. You know what I mean? They want to uh, change our way of living. You know from paper to digital currency. And I started investing into it. And I made some good money from it. You know what I mean? It's just the thing is when you're getting into stocks, you got to make sure that you don't think uh, unrationally because if if you go like the mistake I made the other day, I'm investing into a stock. It was at fifty cents. I bought it at 50 cents. It went down to 40 cents. I lost $100. I'm like, man, I got to pull out this shit because I ain't going to lie. I'm not trying to take this loss right now. I took out the money. Guess where it's at right now? 60 cents. It went up 10 cents from what I bought it. 20 cents from where the, where it was. So would you say it's a patience? It's thing? a patience thing. So, And the <clears> thing <throat> is, is, I knew about this stock and I knew that. But do you a, think that your anxiety might take a, a play a factor in, in that? Yeah, yeah, because... Like I said, when you don't know too much about patience and stocks and crypto and that, you got to really invest and hold for years to come. It just, but if, if you deal with issues of anxiety, can you really prepare yourself like for that? For that yeah. type of for that type can of you, can you discipline? Can you manage it? Can you manage anxiety? I, yes, I would. You know, I would say yes, because in 2019, when I was selling shoes, 
I made twenty thousand. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just admit it here. I made twenty thousand mm-hmm. in gross income, not full profit, but gross income. And I need uh, sounds like a sponsor to me. I need sponsors. So yeah, gross income, and um, I didn't know anything about taxes. I graduated high school in 2019. I get out of high school, and I'm like, I'm I'm selling shoes, and I get to the end of my like, you know, I get to the end of the point in shoes. In 2019, you know, December, the tax year's coming up, all that stuff, mm-hmm. 2020. And they're like, hey, you, you know, you got to claim your shoot your money on your, your taxes, your shoe money. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about taxes? I don't know nothing about no fucking taxes, right? Mm-hmm. So I started looking into it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is a whole different world. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm like, I can't, I don't, I'm not doing this shit. So I'm sitting there like, I'm not going to lie. I It put me into an anxiety, depression stage for probably... Like, you can ask my family, anybody around me, for a whole year, I didn't sell shoes, 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, half the year, I didn't sell shoes. I didn't pick up a shoe or nothing. I didn't I didn't even want to wear shoes. Like, I didn't even care about shoes at that time because I was so worried about the money I made and how to claim it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about any of that type of shit, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. through the whole year, I'm And you telling, got that taken care of now, yeah, right? Yeah, I got it taken care of you now, thank you. Your uncle put you in the right direction, you yeah, know? Right direction, yeah, so... I got it thankfully taken care of now, but that whole year I was making excuses to myself, making excuses to people, people that asked me, you know, help me get shot. I asked you. And, I asked. I said, boy, I asked you. And I'm making I'm excuses. on your ass. You and your dad. And I'm making excuses all because I'm scared of something that I don't even know about. That doesn't even that doesn't even come that hasn't even come to me or nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like I made my own story in my head and I kept sitting on it and made a reality. And that's what exactly You know how they is. say when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, you know, I understand, man. I mean, it's just like, to see, to me, is new. I've been gone, you know, damn near two decades. So I come home and I start to see, you know, a lot of people with anxiety issues, you know what I mean? And uh, autism, like, and, and I've never seen it like that before. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it came about, you know, mm-hmm. if, if it was in the food, the water, the food, like, the water. you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but like, I've never seen so many people deal with anxiety issues, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You see a lot of, a lot of kids who have different stages of, yeah. um, depression, of, anxiety, you know, yeah. yeah, all that stuff, man, even autism, I'm like, like, you know, and, and, you know, I got a nephew that has autism and he's a brilliant, brilliant kid, you know what I'm saying? But you know, now that I think about it, even when I was in prison, like I knew guys would have to smell their foods before they ate it. And, and me just unconsciously not realized, I'm like, what's this guy doing? He's a weirdo. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't inform me and I was not educated to autism. You know what I'm saying? Until I came home, you know, and I was like, wow, now I see that, you know, it's a real thing. Yeah. They say certain foods are even like cans, you know, pop cans, like don't drink from pop cans because they can give you all, um, um, dementia faster you know what i mean it can give you uh mm-hmm. because i guess it's like a chemical in it or something that you're drinking off of and it's like the aluminum messes okay. your body up yeah so yeah I, I you know i it's just you know it's crazy to think about what our government approves for you know what i mean in regards of drugs yeah. and and you know food and all that type of shit that's fucking us up you know what i mean but mm-hmm. what can we do you sell v-long shirts too don't you yeah, yeah, I sell V-Lone shirts. Every time I see you, you're in a V-Lone shirt. I'm like, damn, man, them boys are well, cold. Some right, cold so, ones, too. So for me, if you guys want to get the plug on V-Lone shirts, follow Instagram V-Lone on Instagram. 
go to their post notifications and put all notifications. And I promise you guys right now, if you think I'm lying, you will get a V-Loan shirt every time they drop. But here's the catch. The V-Loan shirts, the regular shirts are 150 bucks and the hoodies are 350, 300 bucks. The shirts that are collabed with like artists, like this shirt is a collab with mm -hmm. Pop Smoke. And they're only 75 bucks because they're made with a cheaper material. But okay. they're still V-Loan. They're just made with cheaper material and they charge cheaper prices. Okay. So you can get the V-Loan shirts and you can get the shoes, whatever shoes. Right now. How can they contact you? How can they get with right you? Right now, if, if you, you want to pre-order with me for shoes, you can pre-order with me for shoes. The only thing is that it's not guaranteed right now because the whole world is selling sneakers. And this point of 2021, everybody and their mama is trying to get into shoes and sell shoes. Everybody has the money to do it. So they're getting into it, and like I said, it's good stimulus money. money yeah, good got. stimulus. Everybody, everybody. Boy, I drove by Southland. That thing stayed packed for three days straight. Hey, hey, I said it last week. Do not go to Somerset because there ain't gonna be nothing left in them fucking shelves. Man, there ain't gonna be you seen everybody. Left. They was buying elephant ears, candles. Everybody man. was excited up in that thing. Yeah, no, they they gone crazy, man. I tax money. Oh, they good. Tax stuff, money. I, I I was lucky. I went in there and didn't spend it all. I went in there and bought some drawers and some socks. I know. And some <laughs> I know so many people, man, they're accustomed to just ordering online, ordering online, yeah, man. Yeah. But for me personally, like, I like the experience of going and seeing and textures and colors and flavors and scents and all that. Like, yeah. I want to be intimate with the with the with with the with environment. The, with where you're buying, yeah, with yeah, where you're buying. You know, yeah. that, you know, there's a couple of times I ordered some bootleg shit off Amazon, didn't even know it. Plus, you get, it, the, say, you get an experience, you know what I mean? Like, you get to have that memory, like, yeah, we went and balled that day. We went and fooled that day, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Went to the mall, shopped out. Mm -hmm. But, yes, but um, if you want to get with me, you can get with me on Instagram. It's at Sergevelli, at S-E-R-G-A-V-E-L-I, Sergevelli, like Machiavelli. You know, like, mm -hmm. you know, like Tupac. But um, pretty much what I had was if you want to... If you want to get with me on slots or anything with Jordan, etc., you can get with me. Like just like I said, it's just not guaranteed. So when they when if you so it's want like to a get, luck of a draw, then it's like a luck much. of a draw. Well, that's what sneaker game is really nowadays. Unless you like buying merchandise, like I said, merchandise mm -hmm. is based on a lot of a lot of pairs and a lot of uh, a lot of stock. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. most of the time, what Jordan and Nike are doing nowadays is that they're not bringing stock. Okay. Yeah, you know, right. because times have changed. I remember before when I was growing up, like, we had to wait in lines for two, three, four hours, bro. And it's like, you don't even got a chance now. You got places like StockX and whatever other entities are yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? The middlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of middlemen out there and they taxing, you hear me? Yeah, no, they, that's, what, that's what drove resale prices up. That's what made all these Jordans back then that weren't big blow up you know what i mean they blew up for no reason like like literally mm -hmm. like i remember back then jordan ones literally not even five ten years i swear to god if people know about jordan ones they know this jordan ones were the most least bought shoe five to ten years ago wow. they sat on shelves 20 2018 came jordan ones blew up the biggest shoe biggest jordan of all time now man i go to the store and i see shoes they are crazy looking shoes I, even the sandals look crazy yeah no. they even got shoe socks with your it looked like a foot 
But yeah, I said, man, they got all kinds of things going on, man. Like oh. I'm a colorful dude. I like wearing, you know, loud shit. But some of this shit be like loud, too loud. Yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. Like, but it's all good, man. You know, it's something for everybody. Yeah, I, I like the way fashion is going. You know what I mean? I just feel, I, I just feel like it's all a, a preference because you know what I mean. You got some of the older generation that think it's weird. You know what I mean? Mm. That think it's not. You know, they think it's kind of weirdish that guys are wearing type of shit like that, but. You know what I mean? I feel like we've gone into a generation to where, man, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. uh, Rick James, everybody was wearing some crazy shit back then. But it wasn't really truly accepted like that. You know what I mean? Those were the rockers or the jazz. Yeah, people, all them hair bands. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't tell who was a boy who was a girl back in them days. You <laughs> so, know what I'm saying? So it's not far-fetched, bro. Not. You know, I know for some people, they're like, oh, this shit's weird. But if you look back in history, nigga, your mom and dad looked like that, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And your mom, your dad looked like your mom. Hell <laughs> no. Hey, you just got a new tattoo too, man. Yeah, Show everybody your tattoo. Let's yeah. see who that is. Man. Is that Pikachu or who is that? Man, it's an anime character, man. I don't know if they can see it a little bit. A little anime character. Um, it's uh pretty much I got it down my way with me. Who is Instagram. it? His name is Tanjiro. Uh, it's a big uh anime in Japan. Everybody watches it. If you're my age, you would know about it for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love cartoons. You know, they've been a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you got a PlayStation Five too, huh? Yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, you already know. I try and I try and I don't like to keep updated on technology. You see, I got the same iPhone 11. Everybody got the 12 now. Yeah, you want to be humble now. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I used to be that kid. I used to be like, I want it now. I need it now. <laughs> It's my money and I want it now. <laughs> Swear to God. I used to always want the new iPhone. Always. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So tell us a little bit about, you know, um, like what you what's your plans now for your for your future? Like what do you want your future to look like? You know, where are you gonna go with, with the shoe business? Um Right now I'm really trying to work on myself as in regards of trying to fully find a way to be self-employed, which I feel like everybody is as well, you know, in this world is trying to find a way to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm at the point of, I worked for a whole year last year, and I do not want to work for somebody else ever again, mm-hmm. only because it's it feels like you get shitted on half the time. Like, even though you do all this good for your boss and your boss treats you well and stuff, you could be replaced at any time. and. If, mm-hmm. you know, they talk behind your backs and they, you know, say hi to mm-hmm. your face. You know, I just, I don't like that type of environment. I want to be my own person, you know, at that and, and that's the thing, man. People want to feel irreplaceable, man. You know, when you just treat me as if I, I'm, I'm replaceable, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't even want to make a commitment to that because really for them, it's just business as usual, man. You're just part of the process, man. You a robot. You part of production. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I love about this generation, man, is, you know, because you got people who say, oh, man, this generation, they're this, they're that. But I say, you know what, man, I see I see so much positivity in this generation because, like, in my generation growing up, bro, like, we weren't allowed to ask questions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't ask, don't tell, you know, don't talk, don't repeat nothing. Yeah. Do what I tell you, and that's it, and shut up. You know what I'm saying? You talk back, you get slapped in your mouth. But with this generation... They ask questions. Mm-hmm. They ask, They want answers to everything. I want to know why yeah. this is like that, that's like that. Where did it come from? Where did it start? Why is it like, you know what I'm saying? And I like that because 
Now you guys are breaking down barriers, building bridges. You guys are getting to the and truth. You guys want the truth. truth. And to you know on that. So, you know, like when we joined gangs and we were in the streets, like we were all sold dreams, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We were all misguided. We were all products of our environment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you guys stepped out of the box. You guys opened up your minds. And you were like, no, we're not just going to settle for what you, you know, want to teach us more. and tell we us. Wanna you know what I'm saying? We, we want to wanna... know. We want answers. Yeah. And I love that, man, because that when you seek the truth, you know what I'm saying? You're that's when, that's when you find it, yeah. man. Yo, I, one thing I was going to tell you, like when you were saying that, um, that people... Um, in this generation want to find the truth i had when i was growing up my mom she said this like to me all the time she said why do you like watching the behind the scenes and i'd be like i want to see how it's made mm -hmm. and my whole life i feel like my gift to my to that whoever you know created this gave me mm -hmm. was finding out the truth of how, how this world was handled made and all the different theories of what Absolutely. came to this world so mm -hmm. you know if anybody out there that wants to, you know, to know more about this world or wants to study it, just look out there because the answers are for sure out there. Just take it with a grain of salt, though, because everybody has their own story. And history is literally his story. If you take the words out, it's literally his story. So whatever you, you just make sure you go into it with an open mind and don't let one belief system or one thing just make you who you are. You got to look at everything. And that's one thing I learned in life. Absolutely. I'm happy to hear that yeah. from you, man. So we're at the part where we do a show and tell piece. Did you bring an item with you to share with everybody? Yeah, I did. I got one right here. Uh, I was going to bring two, but I just decided to bring one. What happened? Where'd it go? Was it a magic trick or what was it? What? What happened? No. You didn't look in the box, you just grabbed it. All huh? right. So what was supposed to be in this box, messed it up, uh, was my great grandpa's uh chain. It was probably probably hanging up at my house right now. I'm not gonna lie. I was so thick I thought it was in here. Another one, huh? It's probably at my house hanging up. But yeah, my great grandpa's piece is uh he is a Saint Christopher chain. Actually I can show you something sentimental to me as a fact. Okay. This right here was done from my great-grandpa, this tattoo, St. Christopher, that's the chain that based off of. It says on the back, I love you, Papa. That's it. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that was like one of my... Most Is that something that he gave to you or was it passed on it to you? It was passed on to me, yeah. But he gave it to me, but, uh, but he gave it to me before he died, like a few years. But it was like passed on after, so... Okay, no yeah. doubt. So what do you think the future of podcasts is looking like, bro? The future... I love podcasts. You know, mm. I, love, I watch podcasts every day. Literally, no joke, every day. Mm -hmm. I, I'm into, like, nerd stuff, you know what I mean? Like, anthropology, science, neuroscience, you know, all that type of stuff. So I watch podcasts like Joe Rogan, who's, like, the biggest podcaster on Earth right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Uh, well, what do you think about... What I think about... My podcast. What, what do you think about my podcast? You know, being on it, yeah. watching it, you've been present for a couple of guests before. Like, before, yeah. what do you think about it? I, I need your opinion okay, because... I, I can tell you. And, and I'm being real with everybody because at the end of the day, this is what? This is our 29th episode. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, it's all about, are we going to continue with it? You yeah. know, no. am I fulfilling the purpose? This takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money, a lot of energy. And, you know, I'm just asking myself, you know, like, is there certain guests, certain stories? Like, what do I need to do to be successful? Because okay. it can get discouraging. And then when it's like, you know, I know I have family, I have friends that love me, they support me, but it's like, 
I need you to share. I need you to subscribe. I, every week I need, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, am I going to be able to get over that hill? Am I going to be able to find the support that I need to be able to be successful with this podcast, you know? So I'm like reaching out to the to the crowd to the people like if you if if there's certain stories if there's certain subjects or topics that you want to hear about if you want to be on the show you know we're uh, you know i'm an open book i'm very diverse i'm welcome to everybody but you know at the end of the day i like to get feedback from people you know i'm on the inside looking out i want the people on the outside looking in you know and, and even for you and your generation like is this something that is appealing I if you didn't know me would you want to watch it would you see it I'll give you my full honest opinion. I feel like this is a great show. I feel like people are sleeping on the show, but I'll tell you one thing. I feel like we, I feel like people right now like topics of real life situations that are going on in the world. Not like a reporter podcast, but people like bringing, like people like seeing other people bring on people and talk about things that are going on right now in this world or things that are going on in the music industry or you know, anything like that that's interesting as a topic, right mm -hmm. now I think that's what uh, podcasts are doing mostly to gain more viewers so mm -hmm. and to gain more heads because that's what people love. Like, people love other people's story or people's mm -hmm. topics or other things that are going on in this world and people talking about those topics. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's something that I'm going to definitely have to take yep. into consideration, bro, because I'm like booked all up to April and May, but I'm not even sure if I want to book any more dates because I'm uncertain how far this thing is going to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like in the beginning when we got together, like we and, and we started seeing the results, we were getting momentum. And then all of a sudden the views, the support just started dying out. I don't know if it's because things are opening right. back up now. I don't know if it's just because, you know, people are bored with it or what it is, but you know, I, I need to get back into the groove. I need input. I need advice. Well, because if not, you know what I'm saying, probably well, by the end of May, we're going to wrap this up and it's going to be over with until and back to the drawing board. Well, you here's, know? well here's one thing I, I would say, and honest to God, I would say, everybody likes new generational shit. So when I say that, like, podcasts are more based off YouTube now than they've ever been. Thumbnails, fucking intros different you know the guy like you know the guy's face being you know imaged into art and it, you know being that intro you know different type of stuff like that people are wanting it to be more visual more high def for you know what they're watching i, I guess people are just used to that now now are you talking about people in general or are you talking about people of your generation people, or i think people i think people in general you know what i mean because because i, I try because to be diverse because there's some well there's radio stations that do podcasts that get lots of views that don't have no imagery nothing they're just radios but people mm -hmm. listen to them still because they have topics mm -hmm. but there's also you know podcasts like what we're doing here what you know what we're doing right now that are based off, you know, the visual and the, you know, the atmosphere, you know, what's mm -hmm. around and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's based off, you know, pretty much on how it looks and also how it presents itself. Mm -hmm. and See, I, I just wanted the home, natural feeling, mm -hmm. you know, because the whole big part of this is like I tell people all the time. In prison, I found my purpose. I came home and I'm on my mission. And this was part of my me fulfilling my purpose and my mission. But at the end of the day, realistically, at the end of the day, it takes time. It takes money. You need sponsorship, financial sponsorship. You know what I'm saying? People to support you, hold you down for promotion. Like all these types of things are included. Like you need a team and you need a support system in every way, you know. But I just wanted this. I But the thing about it is 
um, you want it to be authentic. Right. You know what I mean? And that's how I live my life is sticking to the script and being authentic. Right. You know what I mean? But I also love diversity. Right. You know what I mean? I want to be able to touch everybody, not just one crowd. I'm not just aiming for one people. I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out for people in general. You know what I'm saying? No matter where you are, what situation you in, what you going through. Well, if you're on your highs or your lows, I want to be a contributor. And I'll give you an opinion to what you just said about being authentic and about, you know, what this podcast is doing now. Every podcast is authentic because there's no such thing as different podcasts. Every podcast is just namely a podcast. It's just what they want to bring to the table is what they're bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? I mean, everybody's authentic in their own way. Like, everybody has their own preference of what they like to see. But I feel like at the end of the day, no matter what you do, it's just about what you say and what, what's being talked about. You know what I mean? It's going to gain ears. Listen, man, you guys got any ideas, man? Hit me up. I'm an open book. Let us know what we can do to get things rolling, man. Because we either going to roll it or we're going to wrap it up. One or the other. And it got me upset. Living in that very tell American dream. Killing when you walking with that gangster lean. Even though you know they go, they are. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.